Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for insightful analysis and enlightening discussions. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for being with us today. We have a great show in store for you. The name of the show is Powerful LinkedIn Business Strategies. You know, LinkedIn is probably the business world's best social media site, right? I know most of the people I talk to, or maybe almost everyone I talk to, is not really using LinkedIn to its full potential. But today, we're going to learn how you can get more out of LinkedIn. Please welcome my guest, Donna Serdula. Donna is author of LinkedIn Makeover, Professional Secrets to a Powerful LinkedIn Profile. She's also CEO of Vision Board, a company that assists businesses and individuals to leverage the internet for marketing. Donna, thanks for joining us on Skype today. Oh, hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we start off laughing because we had trouble with Skype, but we've gotten that figured out, right? Talking about technology, right? So we've got that going. Well, Donna, to get us started, uh, give us an idea of uh, the growth and the power and the strength of LinkedIn. How many people are using that the site today? Sure. Well, you know, LinkedIn is not a new site. It's actually older than both Facebook and Twitter. It started back in 2003, and currently there's almost 350 million users on it today. Wow, that's a lot. And and, and this is how many languages? Sure, it's, there's 24 languages, so it's uh, it's translated quite a bit, and this is really interesting. Um, it's it says that two new members join every second. Wow, and that's a lot, and I'm glad it has 24 languages because I'm still having trouble with one language. <laughs> 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 I don't think I'll need the other 23 right yet. Well, what about optimizing your profile? I think you know that's something that a lot of people are. are thinking about and I notice a lot of people that I look uh, at and look at at LinkedIn they don't really optimize their profile how important is that and what are some tips you could share with us sure I, I really believe that optimizing your profile is is so so very very important and you have to think about it it's it's a different world out there today it's a Google world and the successful people are the people who are easily found and one of the first things they're going to find when they're doing a search whether on Google or within LinkedIn is your LinkedIn profile and you have a chance to control how people perceive you and that's that's the power of optimizing your profile you're able to really let people know who you are and how you can help them right and what are some of the things you can do to optimize your profile today that maybe you couldn't do maybe somebody uh, started with LinkedIn two or three years ago but there's some new items today that they can do now right yeah, there are. In fact, it's a lot easier to optimize your profile, just plain edit your profile. They just recently introduced inline editing. So as soon as you're on that profile of yours, you can click right in and immediately start to make changes. But one of the, the biggest uh, updates that I love is the introduction of a background image. So now it's not just your profile picture. It's not just your summary. It's not just the trajectory of your career, you know, as through the experiences section. But now you have that background graphics so you can really forward your company's brand your own professional brand through that imagery right and how much information should someone have on LinkedIn should they have some things about their their personal lives how far should they go back on their their job history 
Well, you know, I, I think with LinkedIn, uh, it is a professional network. So there are places, you know, in such as the interest section where you can you can put a little bit about what you enjoy doing, some hobbies and things that you enjoy. But on a whole, this really is a professional network. So you want to keep it professional. And in terms of how far back, really what you want to think of is not so much how far back, but, you know, with your LinkedIn profile, it's, it's your future. And so what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? And that should help you decide how far back to go because you don't want to go back, you know, you know, into college or even before that when you're working at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> that, you know, that, that doesn't really showcase where you're going or what you've done. Uh, and even so, for people who are perhaps a little older, um, you don't want to go so far back, you know, into the 80s because you think in terms of technology, you know, back then, you know, the way technology worked isn't really how technology works now. So I always like to think more in terms of what have you done for me lately. Okay. So keep it professional. So in my personal interest, I shouldn't have cow tipping in there. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no. <laughs> that might be one that you leave off. Uh, <laughs> Unless, no. of course, maybe you're a farmer, and then, then it would kind of work for your brand, possibly. There you go. <laughs> well, I, the listeners know I don't, uh, I'm not cow tipping. Well, maybe in Manhattan, they might think, Michael's probably doing some cow tipping down there in the South, right? <laughs> well, uh Talk to us about prospecting for customers and clients with LinkedIn. What are some ways that we can use LinkedIn to, to get more business? Sure. Well, you know what? One of the one of my favorite features of LinkedIn is one that very, very few people even know exist. In fact, uh, just recently I heard uh, someone had done a study and found that 80% of users had never once visited this screen on LinkedIn, and it's the advanced search area. What's it called and again? If, advanced search okay. so when you look at your LinkedIn screen at the very top there's a search bar and that's typically where people go they type in keywords they type in people's names and they hit search and they go from there but if you notice right next to that search button is the word advanced it's, it's very subtle it's easy to miss but if you click on it you get to the advanced search screen and this is where prospecting is truly done because now you can really target in and and drill in to see your your target audience. So if you are looking for, um, you know, real estate agents within the New York City area, you can actually go so far as to put in their job title. You can put in the location of where they're, they're where they're, where they, uh, where they live, where they're located. Uh, you can even go in so far as to say how many years they've been doing this. Uh, you can choose the types of groups they might possibly belong to on LinkedIn, and you can get a much better result, a great list to go through. Okay. And do you need a premium uh, profile for that? Do you need to pay for that subscription, or is that available on the uh, free version? Some of it is absolutely available mm -hmm. on the free version. Uh, the premium filters, so going into like their seniority or their job function, that is a senior, uh, that's a premium filter that you wouldn't be able to utilize. But location and job title, those are things that you could do on the free version. Okay. That's that's great. And let's talk about connection policies because a lot of people I talk to uh, have different uh, ways they handle that. I know some people, <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm not connected with anyone that I don't know well, and then some people want to connect with everyone. What do you recommend for business people? Sure. So I like to think of LinkedIn in terms of y you want it to reflect, you want your online 
network to reflect your offline network. And what I mean by that is... So three, you know, think, so three friends, three connections off of that? No, <laughs> well, well, think about all the people that you've done business with. Think of all your clients. Think of the people that you meet at networking events. Think of the people that you've met in previous uh, you know, jobs that you've had. Uh, think about the people that you've met along the way. These are all people to connect to. And so oftentimes people will, you know, they'll, they'll only connect to those people that they feel that they know and trust. And that is the guidelines that LinkedIn sets for us. They say only connect with those people you know you know and you trust. But I say connect with people that you know and you trust and you like and, and you've met and, and you feel comfortable with and maybe you don't know them all that well, but they're within the same industry. And, and really make sure that you're building a strong network. And you're not just building that strong network once, but it's something that you do, you incorporate into every single day of your business life. So as emails come in, as meetings are set, all of these people that are, are running through your life, connect with them on LinkedIn. Okay. And I guess it also depends on what you do for a living, right? So for mm -hmm. example, you know, I'm hosting the radio shows when people want to connect that have something to do with business or real estate, you know, they might be a fan of the show. So I'd love to connect with them. But I guess there's some uh, businesses where maybe you don't need to connect with so many people, right? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I believe, like I said, you know, definitely make sure that your offline network is reflected in that online network. Mm -hmm. But here's here's the real reason why a big network is a strong network. Now, I'm not saying aim low and wide. I'm not saying just connect with anyone and their brother, although I will admit I do that. I've got over 25,000 first degree connections. But again, like you had said, it's really, you know, it's our goal. We're, we're more nationally focused than locally focused. But when a person searches LinkedIn, a lot of times they think they're searching the entire LinkedIn database, but they're not. They're searching their LinkedIn network. And your LinkedIn network extends out three degrees. So it's the people that you know, the first degree, the people that they know, the second degree, and the people that they know, the third degree. And so if you have a really small network, you don't have a very large LinkedIn network. And in that situation, you're not going to get found as readily and you're not going to be able to use LinkedIn to find people or to prospect. So if you really want to get the biggest benefit, the biggest bang for LinkedIn, definitely connect. And this is great for job seekers. This is great for salespeople. This is great for business people. All right. Well, good tip. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more on LinkedIn for business. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Hang in there. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us on one of the 40 radio stations, iTunes, YouTube, or the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Today our show is called Powerful LinkedIn Business Strategies. My guest is Donna Serdula. She wrote LinkedIn Makeover. And Donna, before the break, we were talking about optimizing your profile. And I think it's so very important that I'd like to ask you some more questions about that. You know, I guess one of the things that I did recently on my LinkedIn account was I was able to add some blogs and some videos. Tell us about that option. Oh yes, well it's one of the newer function features of the LinkedIn profile and you can now upload uh, 
slides, presentations, videos, pictures to your LinkedIn profile to further optimize it. You can put this into your summary or into uh, your individual experiences. It's it's really a great way to just really further tell your story uh, in a more visual way. The other thing that LinkedIn just recently added, and it's something that you had alluded to, is the blogging. And so at one time, if you really wanted to put blogs in there, you'd either have to do a link to a blog or you might have to save it as a PDF and upload it that way. But LinkedIn just recently introduced their LinkedIn publishing platform. And so now you can blog directly on your LinkedIn profile. And these these blogs are then uh, sent out to your entire network so they can see it and read it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's really great stuff. And do you put that on your profile or do you put that in as a post or is it something separate from those two? Well, it's it's actually the one and the same. So uh, either you can add it from your homepage, but you just go in there and you click on the edit button to add the published post. And once you publish it, it's actually going to reside um, within your LinkedIn profile. So there's going to be a link to it from there, but there's also going to be a link on it on uh, via the Pulse, the LinkedIn Pulse app, so people can access it in either of those two areas. Okay, that's great. You know, and I think video is is much more powerful. Uh, as people, more people today have fast internet capability, you know, on their phones, you know, I think over 50% of people I, I hear are using the internet from their mobile devices now, and they have high speed, right? So they can watch videos and, and more people are interested in video. You know, I heard the other day that uh, YouTube was the ser- second most used search engine in the U.S. So it can be very important to, to use video on your LinkedIn profile, can it? I, I agree. I think you also have to be very careful as well, since there's going to be a lot of people looking at it. So you do want to make sure that the videos are professional and truly portray you in the right manner. Um, but I, I do agree. And in fact, what I've seen a lot of people do, and I've done it on my own uh, blogs that I publish within LinkedIn, but you can actually embed video straight into the blog. So you can actually write the blog and then summarize it, you know, using a video, and then you post that to YouTube, embed it into the LinkedIn post, publish it out there, and you got the best of both worlds. You know, the more I talk to you, the more I have to go change my uh, LinkedIn profile now and remove that video of me uh, cow tipping, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that one goes off but then on facebook (laughs) no no mom if you're listening i don't cow tip and there's no video on there (laughs) well let's talk about creating a company page because that's a little different than than your personal profile right it is it's it's actually almost um it's it's a little bit more concise than the LinkedIn profile. Uh, a company page has um, just a few sections that you're going to need to fill out. You want to upload your logo. There is a hero image that you can grab from your website, uh, or it could be just a. It's like a much bigger, longer uh, image, almost like the LinkedIn background image. And once you have that in there, you can put in your summary. And there's there's room for spotlight pages. And so really, what LinkedIn wants you to do with your company page, yes, you can tell a story, but what they really want you to be doing is broadcasting updates. And those updates will go out through your newsfeed, uh, and it won't be from you directly, but from your company. Yeah, that's fantastic. And if you want to see some examples, in the Commercial Real Estate Show has a company page. And then if you want to see a personal profile that, uh, I guess according to LinkedIn, I'm 94% a <laughs> good profile, right? Uh, and it has videos. You see the way we use uh, videos in different sections there. And, um, you know, Don, I think another question that, that people who run companies uh, have questions about is, you know, how much should they 
encourage their employees to have uh, highly uh, updated profiles on LinkedIn? And are there some companies that should, you know, should not uh, yeah, do that? Yeah, there was a fear. There was a fear, Michael, for, for a long time. I used to hear it, you know, myself. Uh, people would say, why should I optimize my, my employees' profiles? You know, people will uh, try to poach them. You know, I don't want to make them look so attractive that other companies are going to want to hire them away. And, and that, was the, that was a sentiment for quite some time. But what has happened is these companies are realizing, you know, I am, we are our employees. And we really do want to have people on staff who are smart, who are clever, who, who have an amazing background and have really something to offer our clients. Because, you know, our prospects, our clients are, are researching not just the company, but they're researching the employees. And so it's really important to make sure that you're spotlighting them and showing them in a good light because that's going to allow you as, as a business to recruit even better people. You know, you have to remember people that you're recruiting are, are researching you as well and, and they don't want to work for a company that has, you know, blank faces on their LinkedIn profiles. Yeah, that's some good points there, Donna. And so I guess that means then is if you're uh, managing a company, uh, then you might want to look at some of your key personnel at least and see how their profile looks, right? And make sure they don't have videos of uh, cow tipping or something. <laughs> cow tipping. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I get a lot of phone calls um, from HR departments, and they they want us to do their, um, their executive team's LinkedIn profiles. They want us to do their sales team's LinkedIn profiles because they recognize that the spotlight is on them. And they want to make sure that not only are they the employees telling their own story, but they're also spotlighting the company and and the messaging is consistent and it has that, that company brand. Are there any other um, philosophies or guidelines that you would tell a, a company uh, they should have in place uh, related to LinkedIn? Yeah, I, I think it's really important for, for companies to do their best to really help their employees. And so what I mean by that is, you know, you should have some some text that you can provide, you know, that has a company summary that a, a, an employee can copy and paste and use within their summary. It's a great idea to be able to offer, you know, some job descriptions. So when they do write about their experiences, it's not just their achievements, but, you know, you can provide them with a little bit more content. And by doing it that way, you could really make sure that you know it's consistent and it sounds good and it, it helps employees because they don't want to sit there and try to reinvent the wheel each and every profile that's created so definitely swipe text is a, a great policy to have within a company and what mistakes should a company avoid related to their company page or their employees pages one of the things I think is is huge even right now is there's a very few companies that have company pages. And so in that situation, uh, employees are trying to link to a company page, but there's just simply nothing there. And so one of the biggest things is definitely don't ignore it. The company page is there embrace it, <laughs> create it, develop it, uh, put up, you know, make sure you have that logo, make sure you have a summary. And you don't want a summary that's just strictly a copy and paste from your website's about page. You know, clearly if a person wanted that information, they'd go to your website and read the about page. People are looking at your company on LinkedIn for different reasons. And so give them, you know, cater that story to them specifically, what it is that they're they're specifically seeking within LinkedIn, learning about your company. So think about it that way and definitely have some policies in place you know make sure that employees know that the company page is there they're linking to it and uh, to, to, to use the information that you provide 
All right. Well, those are good tips. And stay tuned. We're going to have more tips and strategies to use LinkedIn to increase your business. Our show is called Powerful LinkedIn Business Strategies. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by Realnex, providing a comprehensive suite of powerful commercial real estate tools at an incredibly low cost. Visit Realnex.com. That's R-E-A-L-N-E-X. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Ball. Thanks for being with us. Today our show is called Powerful LinkedIn Business Strategies. My guest is Donna Sardula. She wrote a book called LinkedIn Makeover, and her company helps individuals and companies access the internet to create more business opportunities. And Don, I want to come back to profiles for a moment because I think that's one of the biggest things that, that people might might get out of the show is to optimize their profile. And they can use keywords in their profile, right, to help people find them for the right opportunities that match them? Oh, absolutely. You know, and you really have to think about it. People are searching you. LinkedIn is not just a business tool. It's not just a sales tool. It's a search engine. And people are utilizing it to try to find someone like you. And, but if they don't know your name, they're going to use keywords, trying to narrow in, trying to find you. And so you wanna, what you want to think about is if they're using a keyword that doesn't exist within your profile, well, you're pretty much invisible, right? So you really want to be very strategic and you want to think in terms of if a person is looking for me, what words would they be using to find me? Yeah, cow tipper probably. I think that is. The, <laughs> so if it's the words in there, it's, it is a keyword. So all words in your profile are keywords, right? Well, it's not, you know, prepositions don't count, right, but, right. you know, the, the major nouns do. Right. You know, I, I, I often think of this one client of mine. She had come to me. She's a CPA. She'd been on LinkedIn for years, and she she tried to optimize her profile herself, and, mm-hmm. and she came to me. She's like, Donna, I can't seem to find any business. It's like, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, but I'm invisible. No one is finding me. No one. I'm not getting anything out of it. And so I looked at her profile and I noticed that the way she referred to herself was as a CPA. And that was it, CPA. And I said to her, well, you know, when you you talk to your clients, how do they refer to you? And she said, well, they call me their accountant. They call me their bookkeeper. They call me their QuickBooks advisor. They call me their, you know, tax consultant. And I said, well, none of those words are in your profile. And so what we did is we went through and we we took those words, we made sure we organically, naturally used them within the profile, and suddenly she started showing up in searches because people weren't typing CPA, they were typing in accountant, QuickBooks advisor, and suddenly she was getting found. That's interesting, and I've also noticed from people's titles sometimes that you look at their titles and you really don't know what they do or how how you might be a match with them. And then some people's title, right in the title, you can say, okay, that's someone I can reach out to. Yeah, and, and one of the things that we do is when we optimize a profile, we don't just say CEO. <laughs> we don't just say project manager. You know, what we do is we try to infuse more keywords in there to tell a story, but also to optimize because the job title is a very sensitive area within the LinkedIn profile. And so by putting more keywords in there, not only does it help people understand your role and your responsibilities, but it also makes it easier to find you. Yeah, good point. Well, talk to us about recommendations and endorsements and and who ha- gets the benefit out of those the the person giving the recommendations or the endorsements or the people receiving them or both uh, and why should we either give them or accept them? 
Mm-hmm. And and I think the answer is you, you want to do both, but a lot of times people are just fixated on getting recommendations. You know, let me, give me a recommendation, give me a recommendation. But the truth of the matter is a lot of times we're on LinkedIn because we want to really showcase ourselves as an expert, as a high level individual. And when you think about it in that way, you know, those movers and shakers, they're not the ones who just get recommendations, they give recommendations. So it's a, it's a great way of really uh, showing the power of your brand. And so what you want to do is definitely go out there and give recommendations. And when you give a recommendation, uh, you don't just say, uh, I was on Michael Bull's show and he was great. You can actually give a little bit of a, a shout out to who you are and what you do. And so you can say, as a LinkedIn expert, I was on Michael Bull's show. And by doing it that way, once it's on your profile, people might be looking and going, oh, well, I needed an expert like that. Let me click to learn more. So you want to think in terms of, you know, putting out those those great recommendations to help people, but you want to word it in a manner that really lends credibility to yourself and and gets people interested as well. That's a good point. There's some recommendations uh, about me that that show up on my site and my profile that uh, that people have given me. So people are going to my profile and seeing those recommendations. That's a good point. And those are the ones that you type out. You actually write some. but, But quickly, what about endorsements? Mm-hmm. I think endorsements are great, um, but you have to use them thoughtfully and genuinely. I think there's a lot of people who use endorsements low and wide. They just endorse people for any old thing. And I don't think you're really going to get any true uh, benefit doing it that way. But if you really do look at endorsements and say, you know what, I'm going to go to, to Michael's profile and I'm going to look at the skills that he has listed on his profile and I'm going to endorse him for what I really feel makes sense when you see those endorsements, it's going to make you feel better because you know that, you know, I recognized important parts of it. Whereas if I was just to say cow tipping, you'd say, (laughs) does she really know me all that well? (laughs) So, you know, use it in a genuine, authentic type of thoughtful manner. And uh, it allows, what it is, is it's like a thumbs up and it's a way of reminding people that you're there. And those are good things. Well, maybe you know me too well, right? (laughs) And and endorsements are easy. I mean, they're quick and easy, so uh, they can't hurt. Well, stay tuned. We'll have more on LinkedIn. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Excelligent, the resource professionals like CCIMs, CBRE, JLL, Colliers, and Bull Realty use for market intelligence. Commercial Search is the site to market and find available properties to buy, sell, or lease all over the country. Visit CommercialSearch.com. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Remember, don't miss a show of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announcing the show topic at CREshow.com. Today our show is called Powerful LinkedIn Business Strategies. My guest is Donna Sardula. She wrote LinkedIn Makeover. And Donna, another thing that I think is very valuable to to business people uh, in LinkedIn, and especially to people in the commercial real estate-related fields, I believe, is is the utilization of groups. Talk to us about groups on LinkedIn. 
Yeah, groups are groups are great, and one of the reasons, the one of the ways that I use groups, which is maybe a little differently than others, but I use link I use LinkedIn groups to extend my LinkedIn network, and so when you think of your LinkedIn network, it extends out, you know, first, second, and third, but all of those group members and the groups that you belong to are also part of that network. So if you want to get found or you want to fi- find people, groups are a great way to do that. So what you want to do is join. You can join up to 50 groups. Join all 50 groups. And by joining all 50 groups, you're really extending and expanding your network much further than you, you typically can by connecting individually with people. And for the folks who are maybe not familiar with groups at all, they can go in and search for groups that are related to to the people that they want to connect with, right? Right. In fact, one of the biggest issues that I see is a lot of times people will join groups that are simply groups that interest them. So it's things that they enjoy, things that they like. But if you think about it, you really want to join groups, not where the people, you know, who enjoy the things that you like, those are probably your competitors. (laughs) So you really want to think in terms of your target audience. You know, what groups do they belong to? So, you know, I think in terms of like, perhaps if you're a realtor, you know, maybe instead of just joining joining, yeah, I mean, you want to join some realtor groups, but, you know, really think about that target audience. You know, are they joining groups for small businesses? Are they joining groups for, um, you know, people who are in insurance, things like that? And, and join those groups. It's going to allow you to better target the right types of people. Right. That's a good point. I mean, if you're an office tenant rep in, in D.C., uh, then joining groups that are uh, CCM, SR might be good, but uh, you might be better off joining group, groups that are business groups that are maybe in your vertical markets uh, in your area in D.C., right? Uh, yeah. So hang out with the people that you might want to do business with uh, more directly. Right, rather than the people who might be competing with you directly. So it works out well. Right, and then when you're in groups, you have to pay attention to how that group's set up, right? Because I know some of the groups I'm in, they actually encourage you to to talk about properties you want to buy or sell, and some of them would would really hate you doing that and cut you off. They really want to talk about issues. Yeah, it's it's true. You want to you want to make sure that you play nicely in their in their 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 playground, their sandbox, because those people who manage the groups can easily boot you out. They can block you, and uh, you don't want to do that. So always make sure that you're really clear as to where you are and and how they want you to play. But you know, one of the things that I've always said with with groups is, it's it's. You know, you want to join 50 groups, but it really is hard to interact in all 50 groups. So really look and find three or four groups that, you know, are well managed, uh, that aren't full of spam, that are full of people who are interacting and having fun. And those are the groups to really get involved in and, and have fun with. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and you can go find groups as well by searching uh, someone's profile, right? So mm-hmm. you could go, I guess, to my profile and look there and see what groups I'm involved in, right? Oh, that's a fantastic way to do it. In fact, back when I was selling software to architects and engineers in Philadelphia years and years ago, that's what I used to do is I would go to my uh, the people that I was targeting, my prospects, and I would look at their LinkedIn profile and see what groups they belonged to. And then I made sure that I joined those groups specifically and I started to interact. It was a great way to uh, rub elbows with people that I normally couldn't get past the gatekeeper to talk to. Well, that's a very good tip for this show audience. And, uh, and one they should uh, remember well. And if you didn't catch that, rewind and listen to that one again. Unless you're on the radio, you can go to the show website and hear it again. Also, we're going to have the show on YouTube, and we'll have some uh, charts and images there as well. When should a LinkedIn member 
think about starting their own group? Oh, that's a great question. And I think the answer is, you know, look at the groups that are already out there. And if there's a hole, then absolutely create a group. But if there are other groups out there that are of similar nature, that are doing similar things, you might find that it's better to join one of those established groups. And the reason is this. It's hard to manage a group. It's hard to grow a group. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. Um, And so, you know, really recognize that, yeah, Groups are free, but your time isn't free. And so if someone has already done all that heavy lifting, let them do that and then, you know, get involved, but get involved in more of a, a member type of uh, a manner. But you can still leverage it and, and find a lot of results with your own, um, you know, utilizing other people's groups. Okay. And in one minute, we're short on the break here. Talk to us about premium accounts and the advantages there. Oh, premium accounts are, are fantastic. Uh, the free version still is a, is a great way of going. But if you do find that you're, you're, you're hitting those limits, that you want to search more and you can't, you want to see people who viewed your profile, but you can't, those are all uh, reasons to think about updating and upgrading to the next premium plan. Right. And you also have uh, what's referred to as in-mail, right? Oh, email is great. Uh, it's it's a way of connecting, a way of communicating with people who are outside your network. So these are people that you are not connected to, and no one else that you're connected to is connected to them. And so it's almost a way of jumping outside of your LinkedIn network into to theirs to communicate with them. And emails do cost money. Um, they are part of a premium plan, or you can you know purchase more of them. Uh, so when a person gets an email, they should feel a nice, warm and fuzzy feeling, knowing that you care enough to reach out in that type of a manner. That's right. You paid for it, right? Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Donna Sardula. We'll get more tips on using LinkedIn. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for being with us. Today our show is called Powerful LinkedIn Business Strategies. My guest is Donna Sardula. She wrote the book LinkedIn Makeover. And Donna, we have a short segment here to end the show. I'd like to see if you can leave us with some of the more useful features of LinkedIn that might surprise some people. Sure. You know, when I was thinking about this, there is this one tip that I think very few people know about. But if you think in terms of LinkedIn uh, and the navigation bar at the top, the second one in says connections. And if you hover over connections and you go down to keep in touch, it's a page that very few people go to. Uh, But if you go there, it's full of your network, the people who are your first degree connected to, and it shows you interesting things about them, like have they had a birthday? Uh, Did they change jobs recently? It's basically full of great conversation starters. And so by simply visiting that page, you can find reasons to reach out and reconnect with people. So it's it's a great way for prospecting. It's a great way just to stay in touch and, and keep people thinking about you. Oh, great. Now, what's another tip? Sure. So 
We all know what it's like to go onto the LinkedIn's homepage and you're going through reading that newsfeed, trying to get really interesting updates from your industry. And there's always that one person who just wants to just talk about the most boring, horrible, stupid things. And they will never, ever shut up posting like 20 things every day. And you just want to say, stop, <laughs> go away. Well, you don't have to remove them from your connection. All you need to do is if you want to quiet one of those people from your newsfeed, just hover over that update. And in the upper right hand corner, you're going to see a little drop down arrow. And if you click on that, you can hide them. And that effectively mutes them. So those people who are monopolizing your newsfeed, you can get rid of them for uh, as long as you want and uh, quiets them down. So it makes your newsfeed much more interesting and pleasant. That's a great tip. And, and I think originally people thought of LinkedIn when you're looking for a job. So for the folks who may be out of work and looking for a job, what are some tips for them? Sure. You know, I think one of, uh, the, one of my biggest tips, I think, for job seekers is this. Don't try to automatically seal the deal with the very first email. And so a lot of times people go on LinkedIn and they think, I'm going to, I'm going to find a job or I'm going to find a lead. And they go on with this, this mentality that uh, they're just going to start, you know, emailing people and asking, uh, can I have a job? Can I have a job? And that's not going to result in anything. You really need to think of it more in terms of a place to network, a place to help people, a place to give advice, a place to introduce people. And, and when you use LinkedIn more in a way to give a, a way of really helping and inspiring people, that's when good things are going to come back to you. So when you go on to, to seek, you know, employment, don't just go on to seek employment, go on to reconnect with people and talk to people and find out what's going on in their lives. And when you do it in that manner, people don't feel like you're just trying to get something out of them. They, they feel that you're, you're there in a good nature type of way, and then they're going to want to help you. And when you do it that way, you'll find, you'll find opportunities start to flood in. Okay, well, great. And how can people get access to your book that want to buy it? Sure. So you can certainly find my book on uh, Amazon. Just do a search for LinkedIn Makeover. But a lot of times people don't have the time to read. And so if you're actually interested in having someone write the profile for you, you can visit my website, LinkedInMakeover.com. And we write LinkedIn profiles for people all over the world. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Donna, thanks for joining us on Skype today. We sure appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a real joy. Well, it's great information. And uh, thank you, Donna, for coming on the show. And stay tuned. Uh, join us next week. We don't know which show we're going to have, but we're either going to have Recon, ICSC, Recon, Vegas recap with some interviews from there, or we may do a show on PR for commercial real estate companies. So if you run a REIT or a development company or some sort of commercial real estate service company, we'll talk about ways you can use PR and the press to your benefit. Well, thanks for joining us today. And until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show.